If you're just joining us today, we've been talking about some of the estate planning tools that can help us adapt to inflation and counteract other risks that may impact your retirement and estate value. I'm Wayne Nelson, and you're listening to Talk to the Experts. My guest today is Sherry McMillan from McMillan Estate Planning. A reminder that the McMillan team will be hosting a virtual seminar on Wednesday, May 10th at 6.30 p.m. and a live seminar Wednesday, May 31st at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, you'll need to contact McMillan Estate Planning. The number is 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours, or you can register online at the website mcmillanestate.com. Sherry, just before the break, when I so rudely interrupted you, we were talking about investment trusts. So let's pick up where we left off. What are investment trusts? Well, I think, Wayne, it's really important to just understand the history in Canada about how they came about, and then it will clearly demonstrate how they are different than traditional investments. So in Canada, we uh, started Canada with what we call the Bank Act of Canada, or bank laws. And that was about 150 years ago that we um, created these legislations. But basically what it said in the banking system is that any assets you have invested underneath that umbrella will be considered public assets for the purposes of uh, creditors uh, through your lifetime. And then secondly, again, upon passing. So you'll notice in your will, for example, uh, your will always says, gather up all my assets and then pay all my debts and then distribute to my beneficiaries, so in that sequential order. And that's because the creditor takes claim before your actual beneficiaries do. And so that's how the Bank Act is designed, because it was really designed to protect the bank when farmers were borrowing money from the bank, and then if they did pass prematurely, uh, the bank had to be able to collect on the mortgage. The problem is they used the word creditor, and that means all kinds of things in modern society. So it can mean if you're on a board of directors, if your you know, tenant falls on your property, um, if you're a business owner and get sued, if you're a snowbird and go down south and get into some sort of liability. So creditor is much more encapsulating today than it used to be. It used to just mean the bank. But at the same time, they created a second legislation called trust laws. And trust laws were created actually for women. And the reason is women were not considered a legal citizen in Canada, as we all know. And so our husbands were not able to give us their estate directly. So what they would do is they would give us their estate indirectly if they prematurely passed through a trust. And then the trust company would manage our affairs for us as women and give us, you know, monthly income or a stipend. And so trust planning was actually designed for widows and orphans originating in Canada. And so they wrote it very differently in legislation. What they said is, Anytime you have assets that are in trust, they're going to be considered lawsuit protected from creditors during your lifetime, and in the second instance, again, when you pass. And so, for example, a perfect example of this, Wayne, is let's say you have a life insurance contract where you have a beneficiary attached. That particular contract never goes through your will. It goes directly to who you chose, and it doesn't ever get contested or go through probate in Canada. And so trust law is a completely different legal system for many of us to select when we're designing our retirement plan or when we're selecting how to wealth transfer. And so I think for many of us, families are unaware that they actually would have a choice. Um, They just automatically presume 
that the only way to invest is through the Bank Act of Canada when we have this wonderful second door available to us with so much further protection. It's interesting that the trust law didn't come about until protection of of, of women, uh, spouses, here in Canada, and yet trust law has been around in, in Europe for, for hundreds of years. Yes, and I think, you know, we are a new country in comparison to Europe, and also we're a new country when it comes to having affluence and wealth. So we follow, though, you know, British law, for example, and so a lot of the precedents that we use are very much orientated to how the British history has been designed in Europe as well, how one generation to the next continued wealth in the bloodline. So, you know, it's not a secret the Queen of England inherited her wealth from her family unit and to, you know, modern society, obviously, we're very confident who is going to inherit it next. And the reason is, is she's never directly owned her estate whatsoever. Instead, she is part of a beneficiary class, her bloodline class, and all her family through this trust will have benefit of these assets. So once and again, so investment trusts then work on a, on a similar structure where they have a different set of rules. That's right. So the first thing that happens in investment trust, which is so wonderful, in my opinion, when we're talking about risk management, is we start with a principal guarantee on our investment selections. And so, you know, that's invaluable when you have the world events that we have going on right now. So when we were experiencing, you know, the ups and downs of COVID, for example, our clients were calm. And the reason they were is their investments had already been protected in advance of that surprise. And so even though the markets were volatile, our portfolios were protected from the downturns ultimately because they started with principal guarantees. The second real benefit, I think, of investment trust is that as you make profit through the years, we have the privilege to do something called an estate freeze. So let's say a million dollars becomes worth one million fifty. We can solidify that 50000 of profit for you as a freeze, and now that's your new guarantee in your estate, a million fifty. So now if the markets go crazy again, we know now that that profit is preserved for you for the generations to come and for your retirement. And so you can see how it's a much more calm um, and safeguarded way in which to manage your estate through you know, the decades ahead you have. And all Canadians have a choice under which system to invest. I mean, they're not restricted to just the bank or it's not just the wealthy that have access to this. Everybody can have access to it. That's right. And I think, you know, for most of us, it's just even being introduced to the concept of trust before we even realize that this possibility is availed to us. And so what we um, have, you know, experienced through the years is people get pretty excited when they realize that they don't have to give up wealth um, and have the uncertainty of the markets, you know, associated with their retirement planning. It's okay when we're younger and we know we're building, but once we start to slow down, there's a different mindset that occurs for us, and we want to make sure that the nest egg we've created is going to last us long enough. Yeah, you don't want to gamble with it. That's right. It, 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 it becomes too important. I mean, nobody wants to return to work at 83 or run short of capital. So, you know, there has to be a level of certainty in your estate at that juncture when you're making that transition from your working career or slowing down. Also, as we create more and more wealth across Canada, all of us, 
Um, you don't have to be uber wealthy to feel wealthy today. Most of us, you know, have RSPs. We've got stock portfolios. Uh, some people have cryptocurrencies. You know, there's a whole assortment of assets that we're accumulating as as a country, and we are becoming wealthier as a country. So the wealthier you are, the less you want to risk what you have because it means something to you. And so we're finding families of all net worths are wanting to have these types of protections, at least on a large proportion of their estate. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing ever. Um, but, you know, you decide when you have an estate worth a million or 10 million. And how much of that is going to be left after the taxman gets uh, his hands on it. And we'll talk about that when we return. We're going to pause for a break. The Macmillan team will be hosting a virtual seminar Wednesday, May 10th at 6.30 p.m. and a live seminar Wednesday, May 31st at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, you will need to contact Macmillan Estate Planning at one 266 64 during weekday office hours or visit their website for more information at macmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan from Macmillan Estate Planning is my guest today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.